podcast for marketers focused on finding and targeting their ideal customers at scale. I'm your host, Monique Ruiz. Today's episode of the podcast is releasing in May, which means summer is only one month away and most retailers across the country are getting their holiday campaigns planned. Real estate and construction are at their peak, the auto industry is pre-prepping for the fall rush of sales, and the healthcare industry is dealing with everything COVID-19 and the administration of vaccines. Because it's such a busy time for all industry marketers, we decided we needed to have an episode that focused on all things multi-channel marketing execution. This covers everything from constant communication with existing customers, whether that's educational, branding, to increase loyalty, or upselling on other goods and services, all the way to prospecting to new potential customers. You'll hear from a Claritas client favorite, Maria Papadimas, who works directly with our clients to deliver winning campaigns to their best customers and prospects. Plus, we're lucky enough to have Keith Kaufeld, who's a strategy and marketing manager at VCU Health. He's going to provide a different perspective for us today, considering he works in the healthcare space, which, as you all know, is dealing with one of the biggest health crises we've seen in our lifetime. So we're intrigued to hear how he and VCU Health are juggling being an important role of educator, advocate, and salesperson to what's probably a very polarized crowd of people. First up, though, I mentioned we have Maria Papadimas joining us. She is a project manager on our AdOps team here at Claritas, and as I mentioned, a client favorite. So Maria, welcome to the Marketing Insider. Thank you, Monique, for having me. I'm excited to be part of the Marketing Insider podcast. Well, thank you for joining us today. We uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say. So I didn't really explain what you do here at Claritas. So before we jump into the set of questions that I have for you today, can you explain to our listeners what your role is and what you do on a daily basis to ensure customer success? Sure, Monique. Um, Simply, my role here at Claritas is to ensure that our client's digital plan of action is executed successfully from start to finish. So I develop and oversee online marketing strategies for businesses ranging from a small to large corporation. And then I mentioned in my introduction that it's a busy time for marketers, busy time for you, busy time for me, busy time for all marketers, especially as many of them are already starting their holiday campaign planning. And part of what marketers do on a daily basis is execute multi-channel marketing campaigns. But for those that are maybe just starting out in the business and kind of learning as they go, or for those that are currently focusing on single-channel marketing, can you explain what exactly does it mean to have a multi-channel marketing campaign strategy? Sure. Um, Multi-channel marketing is the process of interacting with prospects across websites, digital ads, social media, direct mail, catalogs, email, mobile, or any other channel chosen by the prospect. Mm -hmm. Marketing your products and services on a single channel is just not enough for today's consumers. Your prospects wants to have the options of shopping in store, via mobile, or even by phone with a sales wrap. Yeah. So you mentioned single channel marketing isn't enough, but tell me why is it important to have a multi-channel campaign strategy as part of that overall go-to-market approach? I mean, can you not just focus on a single channel, especially when you have platforms like Instagram, for example, where you have the potential to reach a large audience without actually putting any ad dollars behind it? 
Monique, that's a great question. Utilizing multiple channels throughout a campaign can help the advertiser improve connections, leads, and conversions. Mm -hmm. When you're able to connect with your target audience in ways that fit their unique needs and preferences, they might be, they might be more likely to purchase from you and your company. Okay. Needless to say, multi-channel marketing is important for the simple reason that you must be where your customers are, and they're everywhere. If you need another reason, consider this. Multi-channel customers spend three to four times more than single-channel customers do. There is no doubt that customers today have much more control over the buying process than marketers do. Thanks to the large number of available channels, customers have more choices than ever when it comes to know when they want to get information. Mm -hmm. Today, there are more ways to reach customers, both in terms of numbers and variety of channels than we could have ever imagined not so long ago. And as the number of channels continues to rise, and it will, the need to embrace multi-channel marketing will become not only a good idea, but a critical one. Yeah, I, that's definitely a reason to rethink your strategy if you are only marketing on a single channel right now, because if customers are spending three to four times more when they're seeing you show up on the various channels that they interact with, then that's definitely the approach you need to take to actually maximize your ROI. Because let's face it, nobody in today's age is only on Facebook or only looking at direct mail. And if they are, they're probably not in the market for what you're selling anyways. Yeah. Now that we know multi-channel is the way to go, what would you say are your top three to five best practices for successfully executing a campaign across multiple channels? So it's not enough to just be present and make sure of the different channels. No, no. There are certain measures that need to be considered to give your multi-channel marketing the biggest chance for success. Here are some of the best practices that I recommend. Um, first, as you may all know, is just have a clear goal. Very important. So every campaign has a different goal, right? It could be to gather leads or increase engagements. Whatever it may be, you have to have a clear understanding of your goal so you can plan every part of the campaign to help you best meet them. Second, also very important, is know your audience. Do a bit of research using either previous campaigns, customer feedback, or demographic information to build a clear image of your target market. The more relevant and targeted a message is to a user, the more likely they are to engage with it. Be consistent. Consistency. This is very, very important to any any digital marketing or to any marketing plan that you are about to execute. Consistency is vital when it comes to carrying out a successful multi-channel campaign. Each channel you use should offer your user a consistent experience across each of them in terms of messaging. Mm -hmm. And last but not least is measure success. With multiple channels in play, it is vital to continually measure results carefully throughout the duration of the campaign. Planning a successful multi-channel marketing plan takes time and effort. Yes. What are some emerging or underutilized channels that marketers should really consider when they're adding things to their marketing mix? Sure. So as we all know, every business is different. Therefore, before you can determine the most effective digital marketing channels for your business, here are some key factors to consider. And I tell my clients every time is what is your brand? What are your business goals? What are your marketing goals? 
where is your target audience and what is your budget? So all digital marketing channels play a role in the solution for a business and harmoniously play off one another. Although the most effective digital marketing channel for your business will depend on the considerations I outlined before. However, here are the four most effective digital marketing channels that are trending and have been shown to generate considerable results as of now. Um, those are video marketing, email marketing, social media, and content marketing. Okay, true. Those are all good points. What is it like when you work with clients who've never really had a great process in place for executing multi-channel campaigns? So here's just an example of a plan that typically includes, right? So first, you want to have a detailed customer profile and relevant marketing channels for each. Um, objectives for acquiring or retaining customers, um, the integrated marketing communication channels to be utilized across multiple platforms and devices to attract and convert customers. And lastly, is just measure those results. So having those things in place will ensure that your plan will be executed successfully and you will get the results that you're looking for. So we've been chatting best practices and how to know if you're working with the right execution partner, if you're doing things right as an advertiser, but no process is perfect. So Maria, are there any areas where campaign delivery and execution is still weak? I think that that would be helpful to listeners and kind of having their expectations set. Yeah, so if the metrics are not aligned with your campaigns, you could be misled by the data. Um, there are a lot of indicators of success when it comes to digital marketing, such as boosting brand recognition, elevated sales, improved conversions, more customer engagement, just to name a few. So pick the wrong metric and it's easy to chase the rabbit down the wrong hole. It is important to track the right metric for individual campaigns and make sure you have got realistic goals in place. Not to stay on a negative for too long, but I do want to make sure that those listening at home really do know all sides of the coin. So what are some common mistakes that organizations are doing when they're advertising across channels? The first mistake I see is people using social ads to sell too quickly. They create an ad that pushes call audiences directly to a sales page to sell something right off the bat. It is too fast and completely inappropriate, and it violates one of the golden rules of social media advertising. You must give before you ask. You need an intermediate step for lead generation in which you provide something of value in advance. This is the start to a conversation you can use to build a relationship you can nurture. Then when people are ready to buy, they're most likely to do so from you. Yeah, I've definitely seen that more than once when scrolling through my own social feed. But Maria, we are long out of time. So I'm just going to ask you one more question before we go to commercial break. And then we're going to come back with our second guest, Keith Caulfield of VCU Health. So let's end on a high note. Can you share a story of someone who has done multi-channel campaign execution right? Yeah. Um, so like we say before, customers use different platforms, so you have to do the same if you want to reach them. Um, one case study that stands out is what our client, All True Credit Union, um, they came to us early last year as the start of the pandemic with a goal of identifying current and potential members. 
in the market for auto loans and wanted us to deliver campaigns to them through social and digital display ads, plus measuring the results of those campaigns to optimize their engagements on future deployments. We ended up helping them with the campaigns, which we delivered through Facebook and Google display ads mostly, and they were able to see their auto loan landing page, new visitor traffic increased by an amazing 623% over the prior year, plus attribute over 100 conversions in three months to their campaign. The best start of, of all is they hit above their long goal every month since working with us. And we love to hear results like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maria, thanks again for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It was also a pleasure. Today's conversation has been a long one, so we had to take it to the blog. Visit our website, www.claritas.com, and click on the Insights tab. There you'll find a drop-down menu with blog as an option. Click on it to find our latest addition to the Beyond the Episode blog. That way you can hear even more from this month's episode of The Marketing Insider. We're talking more best practices and smart tech that will help you on your path to identify your best customers, deliver more impactful campaigns across channels, and measure those results so you're always refining your strategy to get the highest ROI. So remember, click on the blog section on the Insights tab at claritas.com to find Beyond the Episode. And now, back to the podcast. We're back from our commercial break, and I'm now joined by Keith Caulfield, a strategy and marketing manager at VCU Health, an academic medical center on the forefront of healthcare, providing patients with the most progressive treatments and medical technology available. Keith, welcome to the Marketing Insider. Hey, Monique. Thanks for having me. Of course. So this is your first time as a guest on our podcast, and I think probably the first professional in the healthcare sector that we've had. So would you do me a favor and tell our listeners in your own words what you do at VCU Health and maybe expand a, a little bit upon what VCU Health as a whole does? Sure. So um I specifically oversee our enterprise social media channels. So uh, that includes everything from content strategy, governance policy, um, and really runs the gamut across a bunch of different entities that kind of all come underneath the VCU health umbrella. Um, Mm -hmm. And in my role, that kind of uh, is very social specific, but I also get involved in a number of other projects uh, across different um, segments within our team, whether it's digital uh, executive enterprise, PR. So it's been an interesting time to be in healthcare. But uh, VC Health as a health system is, of course, tied to Virginia Commonwealth University, where the um, health system arm. So that includes both our health system, where we're seeing our patients, but also our education and research components with our college and four health sciences schools. Um, we have, uh, of course, our main campus downtown in Richmond, Virginia, which is a academic medical center, but we have satellite clinics and other hospitals throughout the state of Virginia, really. Um, VCL's expanded and grown even just the short time that I've been here, and we're actually completing two major projects in Richmond uh, to complete an inpatient children's tower for our children's hospital and a new adult outpatient pavilion, um, and again, opening clinics all around the state. So it's a, been a pretty exciting time, too. Nice. Some pretty cool stuff happening. 
Let's jump into the episode though. So this month we're talking all about multi-channel campaign execution or multi-channel marketing. And in the wake of the pandemic, digital has definitely had a major surge in popularity in part due to necessity, but also because it's sort of been trending in that direction. And tell me from your perspective, how does social media, since that is a big focus of yours, fit in VCU Health's overall marketing strategy? And do you work with other marketing functions in your organization to create a coordinated process flow? I'm sitting in the Department of Strategy and Marketing, and that, of course, houses our enterprise and executive comms team, internal comms, digital, PR, social, uh, runs the gamut. And we're a pretty tight-knit team, so I work pretty cross-functionally with everyone, including, and then, of course, people outside of our department. Um, but social plays a really important part. It really is one of the few places where you consistently have that two-way communication. We don't just get to, you know, throw up a display ad. We, we are going to hear very quickly what people think about it. We kind of use it as a, a digital front door and a place where we can have some meaningful and authentic conversations. We can be a little bit more fun there. But in terms of our cross-functional work, our digital team has grown. Um, We've also grown some of our other departments. And so we've been working more and more closely together to make sure that as campaigns go to market, that we're integrating um, both the creative, the the copy, um, the look and the feel and the tone and who we're actually going to reach so that we do have those different touch points. So whether someone's on our social channels um, and they get served an ad or a piece of organic content that it also may align with what we're doing whether it's with paid search or display or if it's something that our agency of record has put in place that there's always a social component in addition to whether there's being a tv component or a print component yeah there's definitely perks to having um a larger marketing team or just a marketing team in general where there's opportunity for more specialized roles. But at the same time, it can get a little bit tricky when you do need to coordinate with those other teams to make sure that you're not going to market with different messaging. So glad to hear that you guys have a good process in place. And that's definitely what we all strive to achieve. But what platforms are you utilizing for your social strategy? And do you find that certain platforms do work better for different purposes? Yeah, so our main uh, kind of bread and butter, which would be familiar to most, is um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Those are kind of okay. our predominant drivers. Of course, we're we're eyeing others, but um, that's where we kind of stayed. Uh, and you know, Facebook has been really great for that community component. We can really put almost anything there and, and reach our core audience, um, who are going to be those healthcare decision makers. Instagram, of course, being highly visual allows us to, you know, just show off both our events, our campus, our cool technology, some of the spaces that, you know, people may not get to see and get access to in a health system that are really cool and interesting that kind of drive um, from a thought leadership perspective, even the fact that we are a top tier educational research academic medical center. And then, of course, Twitter has been great for for all of our newsworthy content. We have a great public affairs team that writes amazing stories, whether they're patient stories or research, and that's just been a great driver to communicate those news updates um, to the right audiences um, and also pick up on any earned content that we have out there. And then, of course, LinkedIn, we, I think about two years ago, uh, me and another colleague actually took it upon ourselves to, to work with our talent acquisition and HR teams to start building out 
um, more of an employer brand that had not existed before. Um, and that includes a lot of work with LinkedIn specifically as it has grown over the past couple of years to really elevate the channel that we had there. So of course, we do a lot of thought leadership content there because um, it's a great peer-to-peer space. But then also a ton of employer brand and recruitment work that's still in process and going on in that space. Yeah, that's a, a good call up. I like that you talked about the different distinctions of what each platform serves for uh, VCU Health. And then speaking of knowing what's working and what doesn't, though, do you do you guys handle everything in-house or do you work with data, uh, data partners at all? And is there a reason why you do or why you don't, if that's the case? Yeah, so we, it's kind of an interesting time. We've been kind of transitioning a, a lot of work and bringing a lot more in-house as we've been able to add an additional talent to the wider marketing team and also leverage new tools that we have. So uh, we have worked with partners in the past in terms of getting campaign data and reporting, but we brought a fair amount of that in-house and we're still on a journey to improve that and using new tools um, bring together data. So even from, you know, previously we relied pretty heavily on data that we got through just the back end of each platform and their native analytics um, and doing some more manual pulls of that data to, to put a story together. But, you know, using some different connectors, we we're really trying to rely on API connections now to uh, work with some of our other team members to build dashboards where we can automate a lot of those processes and get a little bit more in terms of that data collection and and how we harmonize it, how we display it to make it a little bit more useful and a lot less man hour put into it to even get the data. A lot of that data is coming in-house and we've done that predominantly just so we can have a little bit more control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still also rely on some external partners to assist with that too. Yeah, we I mean, we always advocate for having data partners if you can, but because it, it it's hard to do everything and do it well. But at the same time, as you said, it's not impossible, especially if you have that internal infrastructure and you do have the team who can kind of handle the different aspects. And of course, budget's always a factor. So that's something to consider for some folks. Definitely. And um, the, auto, the automation aspect of it, too, has been critical. And, and you know, we... If we were trying to do all this in a, in a much more manual process, it would never yes. happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So when it comes to engagement, how do you guys engage with those that are engaging with you through your digital channels? I know you spoke a little bit about the different purposes for your different platforms, but do you find yourselves kind of focusing more on the educational aspect, branding, or actively recruiting, so to speak, new patients? How, how are you engaging? Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, a multi-prong approach. So uh, from a our ongoing social content, uh, one of the things that I've strived for is to be viewed as a helpful health partner so that mm. we're providing a lot of health information for free. So a lot of our content is driven around, you know, nutrition, healthy eating, here's some tips mm-hmm. you can use, here's a recipe, here's um, an, an interview with a physician on this topic that may be useful to you so that while most people don't plan to have a health uh, issue, it's more about uh, building that relationship uh, through our social channels so that when they do have a health issue, we're top of mind and already have formed a relationship digitally with them so that we can hopefully carry that favor over into them uh, becoming a patient and getting care from the amazing physicians and providers that we have um, here at VCU Health. So um, that's one uh, is that kind of that ongoing push of communication. Then, of course, 
when we're doing our, our paid and digital assets, we are targeting very specifically for uh, specific health issues that people may be in the process of going uh, to search about or to learn about. And maybe VCU Health wasn't a consideration, but by making sure that we're doing some targeting with that content on not just our social channels, but whether it's search or display or anything else, um, that we're meeting them wherever they are so that they can learn about those services that we offer so that we can then support those service lines for the health system. Specifically with social, it's really, again, that two-way conversation. So we're always trying to not do such a hard sell on social. We're really trying to form that authentic relationship as best we can uh, and make sure that we're not just shoving content into people's faces, but also responding to what they say. Um, So we have a whole reputation management process in place. We have a social media matrix in place to respond to, you know, whether it's a crisis or someone thinks we're doing great, we have it all kind of laid out so that we can handle it and and respond to it so we're not just screaming into the void. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I like to hear that uh, the process you guys have in place, it sounds very considered it works and uh, again that's something that we all strive to achieve as marketers so you guys uh, kudos to you guys yeah it took a, it took a while but it, when we look yeah. at you know it has a, a negative experience with us losing that patient not just from you know that's not something we want to have happen ever but mm-hmm. also from a cost perspective to lose that patient can be significant if they never want to come back to one of our facilities because of that experience. So even from a reputation management perspective, it's been so key for us to make sure that we're constantly on top of it. So it's 24 seven, it never ends. Yeah, good point. You talked about it a little bit and you're bringing uh, more more of this in-house, but do you do kind of formal or informal measurement or analysis on the campaigns that you run? Kind of walk me through that process for you guys. Yeah. So uh, from a social perspective, we anytime we do a, a campaign with more legs to it, that's a little bit longer reaching. We typically will pull those reports um, and especially anytime we're doing a, a paid component for a campaign. And they're all really goal specific. Um, so it really depends on what, what was the point of, of doing this in the first place. So if it was yep. that brand awareness campaign, we're going to be, of course, looking at things like impressions, ad recall, um, engagement on those. Whereas if it's uh, much more of a, a lead generation campaign where we're trying to get some qualified leads, we'll be looking at at that as our our main metric and KPI. So whether it's the landing page views and then in concert with working more now with our digital team, understanding you know how those leads came in, how did they convert into an appointment? Um, and so for those larger multi-channel um, marketing campaigns, we're doing much more robust um, reporting on those campaigns. So we've been pretty um, uh, intentional going forward to make sure that if we're going to do a paid campaign of any kind, um, what was the goal for that campaign? So we can make sure that we tie that into a measurement section to know from the get-go uh, what was the KPIs we're looking for. I'm just glad that you said that you guys do actually measure the success of your campaigns. Um, but Keith, I think uh, looking at how long we've been speaking here, I, I could keep you here all day, but but let me go ahead and ask you one final question on today's topic before we wrap up. Sure. Are there channels that you're currently not utilizing that you're hoping to incorporate in the future for VCU Health? Yeah, there's a ton. Um, <laughs> it's, it's do we have the manpower to do it is, a, right. is the thing. Um, uh, from from a, Specifically from a social perspective, where, of course, TikTok is a thing. I've, and I've seen some really awesome stuff happening there within healthcare. I see a lot of healthcare 
entities that have dipped some toes and I don't think did it really well. I don't think they get it yet. Um, so we're, we're eyeballing that, but then also clubhouse, um, audio for social is interesting to us. Um, we do have a podcast, um, the healthy with VCU health podcast. That's already something we're doing, but how does then maybe that transfer to some other audio first, um, social, Mm -hmm. um, outside of social, um, we're doing other things. Like I know our, our digital team is testing some chat bots right now on our website. Me personally, if I'm thinking for the health system about some other things that would be cool is, you know, how do we integrate with things like Alexa? Um, how do we do that type of search and make sure that we're in that space? So there's a ton of stuff that uh, I think all of us within our department are looking at and thinking is cool. I think it can be um, a trap that a lot of us can fall into is look at the all the shiny new things that are out there that we could get with early without a understanding really what are they about and what is the community that is there and using it really use it for. Um, And then also do we have the, the either the external or internal support and, and power needed to actually do it well. Um, So we always, of course, are playing that game of understanding, you know, is what is the cost benefit? Do we have the time? So those are just some of the things that, that I know that I'm looking at and some of the things I know our team um, and our, our digital team and their leaders um, have been looking at. Yeah, we'll definitely be on the lookout for what's next with you guys. Um, but to do so, we got to know where can our podcast listeners go to learn more about what you do and how VCU Health can help them stay healthy and informed in today's environment. Yeah, so uh, they can visit our website. Uh, check out that new chatbot. I am on uh, LinkedIn, so people can always connect with me there. I love making new connections. And then our social channels for VCU Health are all at VCU Health. Awesome. Thanks again, Keith, for joining me on today's episode of the Marketing Insider. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you again to my guest today. And uh, thank you to those of you listening at home or on the go. If you've not already, go ahead and take a moment to follow the Marketing Insider so you never miss an episode. Rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice, our favorite being Spotify, and share us with a friend or colleague so we can keep the conversation going. We'll see you next time with a brand new episode. Bye now. Thank you.